0: welcome everyone this evening. We're so glad you're here with us. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, it is great to see everyone. And it's great to have my friend, Brother Doug Brown, here with us this evening. Doug, amen. Praise God. We are moving forward. Amen. The Lord is doing tremendous things. And if you will, would allow me for a few minutes tonight Uh, to uh, go over some things with you, some of it as a little bit of a review, and then uh, talk about a few more additional things. And then um, we're going to continue to go forward. Next Sunday night. Next Sunday night. Tonight, actually, marks, we have three Sunday nights remaining, including tonight. We have one in November, and we have one in uh, December. The other remaining Sunday nights will either be taken up by Antioch United twice, actually three times, and the other will be because of uh, Sunday this year falls on both Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, and for both of those, we're going to do a one-service Sunday. So because of that, we are sitting tonight... And we only have three more Sunday nights remaining as Antioch West because, as you have probably heard by now, beginning in 2018, we will no longer have Sunday evening services. Now, there's some confusion on this, and we're trying to make sure everyone understands. We will. We will. We will continue to have Sunday morning. That is not going away. In fact, we will all be joined together. Severn and Crossley will be joining together now on Sunday morning. So basically what we're doing is we're flipping what we were doing on Sunday morning and taking that to Sunday night, and we were doing Sunday night and flipping that to Sunday morning. Think of it that way. We're not canceling, closing, shutting, moving. We're just flipping the focus. So how many of you remember at one point we had somewhere around 20? I think it got as high as... Uh, the low 20s in Sunday morning daughter works. There was a point in time uh, near the uh, end of the 20 aughts, 2007, 2008, 2009, in that area, we were up to, I believe, over 20 at one point. And then we'd come back together on Sunday night. We're simply, simply taking that model and we're flipping it. One of the great things about that is, is that I believe on Sunday mornings we're going to have great moves of God and we can take that momentum right into the groups. So we're going to take that. Now some will. We are giving you an option. Now this won't begin next Sunday night because next Sunday night is, is, is a dress rehearsal. One of the expectations we have next Sunday night is let's just see if you can find where you're supposed to go. Literally. That's great faith right there. We're right now around 220 assigned names. We want to see next Sunday how many actually show up. Because if we have 220 and 105 show up, we got a problem. So we're just trying to figure out, first of all, and if we have next week 250 show up, we still have a problem. So we need to know what's going on. We want to see this in action. We want you. So I said, I've said this numerous times. Everyone do this with me, because this is what I want you to do. Ready? Just take a big, deep breath. It's going to be okay. We're going to make it through this. We're going we're we're to get it all figured out. You're going to be okay. In fact, I believe you're going to be better than okay. I know some of you, there's some uncertainty. Some of you don't like change. You can see by your wardrobe, you don't like change. So I understand for some of you, it wouldn't matter what we're doing. Oh, come, I wasn't that bad. Man, we need a healing line after service. Come on, let's be honest though. Let's let's be honest. There are some people I know and you know people literally that will that have lived in this county all their life and never left this county. Literally. You 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 try to get them to go to DC? Oh, whoa, I can't do that. That's way too far. Seriously, I, mm. It's funny. If if you go over to uh if if you Years ago, I got got a chance to minister uh, on the island of of Maui in Hawaii. That's when my brother and sister uh, Bailey were there. Um, Shane and Trish uh, Bailey, they were there. And, And they were telling you, this is an island, folks. It's not that big. Literally, not that big. And they say to try to get people to drive from one side of the island to the other, couldn't do it. Why? Because some people just, that's it. Now people like me, I drive just to drive like if i if i if i uh, if my schedule's causing me to just stay in a little area t- some days I just got to drive somewhere I can't stay where i'm at, it just starts to get to me. Others aren't like that, so we understand that some of you you'd rather just plod along, and that's okay, and we ha- we're trying to have patience with you and help you along. We're not going to kick you out we're not going to, we're not going to say what's wrong with you get on board we're going to have patience with you but we're asking if you would have patience with us Fair is fair so you have patience We'll have patience with you and I know an uncertainty in this period of time is uncertainty it's a it's a it's it's this we're we're in this moment this this crucial moment it's it, it it's very uncertain and part of the reason for that is simply the fact that there is a we're not just changing or tweaking one small thing. That we are we are we are we are changing every aspect, basically, if you want to call it that, every aspect of what we're doing. There is no way any of you have the time, the energy, or the mental focus to sit down and hear this in its totality. Unless you have five hours of your time, you're not gonna get it. So we are, by design, breaking it up into chunks. The problem with that is, like anything, I mean, she, my, my wife wasn't feeling well. She had to go home. And you ask, you continue to keep her, uh, to be honest with you, and I don't mean this, she, her nerves are just shot. So if you would keep her in your prayers. And I don't want to talk about her when she's not here, but she knows this, so she laughed. My wife has a hard time visualizing things. She can't in in, in her mind. She does. That's just not how the way she operates. And so when when we bought our house, they were going to they were we were buying a, a townhome that they were going to build, and they gave us the opportunity when they had it framed out to walk in. Well, I I can see it right when I walk in, I can see it. I see it all the way it's going to be. But because of that, she walks in. And if you've ever been to a construction site, no offense to our brothers that are in here that are contractors, construction is not a pretty process. And she walked in and, and it's at the point in time where there's some wires over here that were shooting out and there was a few boards that hadn't been totally cut perfectly and there's some stuff over there and, 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 and uh, 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 some of the painters in here will tell you caulk and putty are a painter's best friend can make anything look good if you do how to apply it right. There you go. Say that again. Well, was that again? I, there you go. Here's the professional. What was that? That's great. Caulk and putty make a carpenter what he ain't. <laughs> and all the carpenters look at the painters and all the painters look at the carpenters. And so we walked into that and she's like, She's trying to, she's like the guy that's taking us and showing us around, the guy's building our house. She's like, are you gonna leave that like that? Are you gonna leave that like you can't leave that wire like that? No, no, you is, it, is that gonna get fixed like that? Oh, that like because she saw it the way it was, but that's not the way it was gonna be. Right now we've got a frame. But we have some wires sticking out. We've got some boards that need to be flush. We've got some flooring. We don't have our, we don't have our tile or our hardwood floor or our carpet. We don't have the lights in there yet. We're still plugging stuff up to a generator. But it's not a finished product yet. Yeah, we may know the blueprint of it's going to be a house and it's going to have this many bedrooms and this many baths and we want the we want the kitchen to be, be to be wide and we want the floor the, the 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 walls to be gray. We we know that, but we're not there yet. So don't judge where we are and think that's where we're going. We're in a process. Some of you can see it. Some of you we're, you're getting there, but we're we're going to get there. So We're going back to review, beginning of next Sunday night, all of you at this point who have signed up or attached to a group. I get it. There is no perfect way to do this. There was no perfect way to assign 220 people. It's impossible. And make 220 people happy. If you could figure that method out, can't do it. So we did a very novel thing. First of all, we prayed. Hello. We were trying to be led of the Lord. We didn't just try to move pieces around. We sincerely prayed and tried to feel the leading of the Lord. However, what we're asking you to do is for the first evening, if you would go to your assigned groups as a dry run, you may go there and you may absolutely despise it don't quit okay go there at least for next Sunday night so we can see how things shape out and then if you don't like your group let us know and we'll make sure you find a place we are not going to make you go somewhere you don't want to go are we clear on that However, the only way we know to do this is to have people assigned to groups. There's no way we could just say, pick where you want to go and have at it, because we'd have one group that have 100, one group that had 50, and one group that had 5. Couldn't do that. We're trying to evenly distribute the load. But we understand we're dealing with humans. We're dealing with emotions. We're dealing with c- connections. We're dealing with relationships. You might go and like, I don't even like these people. I don't like any of them. You may go, and you may not like the leader. You don't all like me. I get that. You may not. So you may say, "I need to go. I want to. I don't. I want to." But don't leave and say, "That's it. This stinking antioch just making me go to this. I'm going to go find another church." Because what's going to happen is you're going to go, it, but you're going to leave with bitterness. And you know that thing: what the devil meant for evil, God meant for good. We're going to switch it around. What God meant for good, the devil's going to use for evil. We don't want that, but we're asking you before and and before you post on Facebook or Instagram how disgusted you are with the choices we've made at least give us a chance to fix it. Isn't that fair? Before you call 17 people up and say you would not believe what that stinking church is making me do. Would you at least be fair to us? And tell us, I don't feel this is where God wants, me to, wants us to be. And then we will say, okay, then let's work together to find out where you're going to have to go. Period. Easy. Simple. We understand that. Can I get an amen somewhere? Does everybody understand that? I'm, being, I'm not being funny. Is that clear enough for you? I will repeat it again if it's not. I don't mean that because it's just the way it is. Somebody will leave out of here thinking, that's it. I can't. No. And you can pass it along. This is one time that I encourage gossiping. Gossip. You're going to do it anyway, so might as well do it with good news. Tell people. Brother Wright said. And let me say this. Can I also say this? I need to get this out there. Get it off a chest. If you hear somebody say, this is what the church is going to be doing, and it hasn't come from these lips, or you haven't watched the recording, before you go off the rails, make sure it's correct. If somebody, I don't care, I'm going to say this boldly, I don't care if they're in leadership. And I, he can handle it. He's a big boy. And I don't care if Brother Bickley says, this is what Brother Wright said we're going to do. Before you go off the rails, make sure that that's what I said. Fair? I think that's fair. Why? Because we understand we're dealing with a lot of emotions. And I told the bishop the other day on the phone call, I said, I didn't realize last year was a dry run. Who would have thought that? But God knew. So now we're here. So that's one aspect of it. We're doing that. The starting of that. The second thing is one of the things we're trying to break the mold of. We're trying to get out of. And this is one of the beauties of this. This, this biblical structure. Biblical uh, pattern. Is we're trying to get out of the mindset that that uh, uh, that. Everything revolves around a small window, whether that's 10 to 1130 or 10 to 12 on Sunday morning and 6 to 8 Sunday night. And outside of that, we all go do our lives and we come back together again. We all do our lives. We come back together again. Because it is our desire that each group really is connected seven days a week. Not one day a week. Because let's be honest, don't don't raise your hand, but how many of you, when you leave here, you will not talk to anybody here until next Sunday? That's not healthy. Because you will become whoever you associate with. So if some of you want to know why you're struggling, I'll give you an easy one. You hang out with church people on Sunday, but you hang out with people outside the rest of the week. How long do you stay here halt between two opinions? You're being torn in two different directions. I'm going Sunday morning and get on my white robe of righteousness, but if I go play in the mud puddle, it's going to get dirty. So one of the things we want to encourage in this is a participation in a a seven-day-a-week process. That's why one of the reasons why we are changing the midweek structure where we're not having we're not having all the nights taken up during midweek. Why? Not so that, oh well, we only go to church one day a week. Yes, I got six days to do my own thing and only Sundays I have to go to church. This is awesome. No. That's not the reason why. The reason why is because we want to encourage interaction every day. I know I made a statement last week, and let me, let me step back for a minute. I made a statement last week. We're doing away with care ministry. But I was saying that from the standpoint the way we've been doing it is going to be, going to be uh, wrapped up in this model, but we're not doing away with care. But instead of that being done in a designated period, I hope and pray that that's done throughout the week. For instance, if if these two brothers are in my come here, come here. If I'm if they're in my group, and Brother Sister Lamone, you come here. And they're in my group, and we're together, we may meet together on Sunday, and we may pray together, and we may we may share a word together on that. But if we all go our separate ways after that, what have we done? But what we're trying to create a culture of is that during the week Esteban says hey Chris let's go out and hang out hey Chris let's go have a cup of coffee or brother and sister Lamont said hey you guys why don't you come over to our house we'll we'll cook we'll make you dinner let's come out and let's fellowship you should already be should be in the contract somewhere in case you don't know that's their son so Let's get together and hang out and fellowship. Hey, you know what? Brother Lamone, he's got an itch to get his bowl on. Hey, guys, let's go bowling. Why? Because we want that to be done all the time. We want that to be done. We want that happening. We want that. And then guess what? If Doug, come here, Doug. If he's new in the group and he doesn't know anybody, if all he's ever doing is getting association on Sundays and that's it, he's not going to ever get a part of the body. But what we're hoping to do is when he comes in and he gets in a group, now the group says, you know what? We're your family. We hang out together. We pray together. You got a need. You don't have to wait to Sunday. We're there. Hey, you know what? Doug's a newcomer. He's struggling. He goes, Esteban, man, I'm, ha- I'm having a brother. Will you come pray with me? I was, well, I, hold on. Let me call the pastor. Let me call the pastor and let me see if I can get him to call you. No. That's not even biblical. No. 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 You're the believer. The Bible says you've got the tools. You say, you know what, I'll be there. You may walk over there going, oh God, help me. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Oh Jesus, help me. Guess what? I do the same thing. Okay, Hello. <laughs> Can't tell me how many hospital rooms I've walked in and the loved ones are looking at you like you're some miracle worker. And you walk in and go, oh, please, Jesus, please, Jesus, give me something to say. I'm just keeping it real, okay? It's the way it is. I wish I could always say I walked in there with, you know, the Shekinah glory and some word from the Lord. Sometimes I walk in there going, oh, please, Jesus, please, Jesus, please, Jesus, please, Jesus. So what are we trying to do? We're trying to create an atmosphere where this takes place because why, well, God bless, thank you all for helping me out. Why? Because there's a key portion of scripture. Again, what did I say? This is all about the book. This is not a church growth strategy. This is not some good idea. This is book, period. And what did the book say in Acts chapter 2 after the day of Pentecost? And God began to bless the church. And they went through fellowship and prayer, breaking of bread, and doctrine were the elements. But then there was a part at the end of chapter 2. It's a very key thing. And the, and the Lord added to the church Sundays. No. Daily. If we don't become a daily in our mentality, we can never fulfill what God is able to do and have a daily. You know what? Let me tell you this. Here's my. I'm I'm going to share you some of the excitement of things in the vision that the Lord's been giving me. Here's what I want to do. I want a fleet of baptismal buses. We got one, and that thing needs Jesus, but I'm hoping we get more. Hope a little faster than what we got. <laughs> you might have to get a reservation to get I need to get baptized tomorrow at three. I'm on my way. I'll be there tomorrow by three, I think. But I want a, I want I want bapt I want a fleet. Five baptismal buses. And I want baptismal teams. And I want when we get to 50, 60 groups that a group leader says, I've got somebody here that just got the Holy Ghost and they want to get baptized. And they say, what? We got a bus on the way. And another group said, we just had to receive the Holy Ghost. They want to get baptized. We got a bus on the way. And the bus rolls up into the parking lot and we got a line of people getting baptized right in Walmart's parking lot that's the book of Acts, folks. Oh, wait a minute. You got to get baptized. Hold on. Got to call a pastor. He got to go up to the church. We got to lock the church. We got to get you in that because that's the only special water we got. Baby, we just need water. But I love, I can't can't wait. We're going to get to the day we have a fleet of baptismal buses. Baptismal teams. They're just driving around. Your calling may be to be a driver of a baptismal bus. How awesome would that be? Have five baptismal buses. And we're running a 1,000, we got 50 groups. Or when we get to 5,000, we got 250 groups. We're going to need 10 buses. And guess what? We're going to have people that are on staff full time one day that's just going to be a bus driver because it's going to be on a Tuesday. And they'll be like, listen, my group got together. We were praying. And guess what? Somebody got the Holy Ghost. Oh, you got to come Sunday to get baptized. No! If the need is there, baby. That's where we're going, folks. That's where we're heading. That's what God's going to do. It's going to happen that way. That's where we're heading. We're not just changing this to just change it. We're not changing this to mess with your world. It's bigger than you and me. Can I be honest with you? This is bigger than you and me. This goes beyond you and me. This is not about just messing with your world. Why do we got to do that? Why we always change the stuff? Why we got you know what we just went through last year, brother? Right? You know how hard that was? I know. I'm not trying to be mean. I know that. And and, and blame him. Don't blame me. But bottom line, you know what? Bottom line, it's not about you and me. It's bigger than you and me. But guess what? I believe in Jesus' name. All of you are here for a reason. Because God could trust you with the fact you may not understand it, but you say, Lord, I don't know, but I'm willing to go on the journey. Hey, Peter got out of that boat with faith, but it got a little wobbly. You may step out with a little faith and we may have to get you out, but we'll be there. This is a body. We're going to get there. But that's where we're heading. That's where God's God's taking us. I mentioned it. Here's, I'm going to throw this. This is cool. This is really cool. I, I said this tonight. Till we had a meeting, and I said this to them. This is sort of what we're looking at. Just if, if it changes a little bit, don't come back and say, well, you said it was going to be this way. Now it's that way. I'm just giving it to you the way it is right now. But we, we want every group, every group is about 20, is about the max size we want a group. Once it gets a little bigger than that, it starts to lose it. So it's about 20-ish, the 20-ish is, is a good number. So that means to get to 10,000, that's 500 groups averaging 20 people. To get to 10,000. Now if we did that in a non-biblical way, and we had 10,000, that means one preacher has to have a staff of like 30, 35 And that's a lot of load for that to handle. Right? But watch what happens. I'm going to do a little math with you. We'll do it slow first. 10,000, 20 per group, that's 500 groups. For every five groups, we want someone to be overseeing that. So if that's five per group, that means there's 100 people overseeing the five groups, 500 groups. If you go that farther, then we want one person for every five oversight people. In case you're wondering, you can go find this in the first few books of the Bible. This is what Israel did. So if you go that way, here's what happens, right? So you take 10,000, divide it up by 20 per group, that's 500. Then it gets a little smaller, that's 100 oversight people, and then that's 20 senior oversight people that are ministering to the hundred that are overseeing five groups apiece. Guess what I get to lead? 10,000 people, I got to lead 20 people. In a church of 10,000, no one person is responsible for more than 20 people. Because I lead 20, who then lead five, who do then lead five more, and each one of those five at the end of the chain have 20 per group. And in a church of 10,000, one person doesn't have to lead more than 20. Think about that. That's not only good, that's biblical. We're talking about the Bible. So we're getting there, we're getting that model, and again, there's a lot of stuff Questions and a lot of things that are happening, and we're working through that, getting you more information. Let me just touch on this for a brief moment here tonight, and that is this. As a part of that January rollout, we're going to be doing some, uh, we're going to be instituting, because I told, told you this before, there, there are two, two prongs to this sort of deal, there's two major components. That is the small group component, which is obviously the first thing that we're rolling out. But the second part that's equally as important is the discipleship component. They will have, they will mix, but in some ways they will be separate. They will overlap, but they'll be separate. Because what we're going to do is we're going to be instituting training and teaching in the middle of the week for discipleship. First of all, we want it to begin in the group. Because remember we talked about several Thursdays ago that we want every single person in Antioch West from now going forward to have a Bible study taught to them. Period. And we, want, we don't want that to be some specialized Bible study team. We want the people within the group. So go back to my original little group up here. If Doug comes into the group and he... He's newly saved. We want someone in the group to teach Doug a Bible study. We want everybody in Antioch West to know that they've had. I did this on Thursday. Let's do it again here. It's a little bigger group. How many of you had a Bible study taught to you within the first year after you were saved? Keep it up real good. Look at that. That is scary. That's not even 50%. That's not even 50%. I hope that we get today that same questions asked and everybody raises their hand and say we were taught within the first year. Right. Right. Why? Because we got to grow maturity and the Bible and that word has got to get in us. And preaching doesn't get, it doesn't get you that word in you. Teaching and training. So we want that to happen. But as you move forward, what we're going to do, and I'll go into this later because we have two more Sunday nights this year, we'll talk about this. But we'll have training on, on, uh, during the middle of the week. We'll have stages of training. We're going we're to break that down. We're going we're to be able to give to you these stages of training, what they are, how you can be a part if you want to train. But the thing is, let's go back to the original wheel that we made several weeks ago. Ready? What was the this? Let's see if we can remember. What was the first one? Hey, somebody's in listening. Seek and save. What's the next one? Develop and disciple. This fella gets an A for the class. Third is what? Equip and deploy. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Survey says. It was a good try though. It It was down to one or the other. So you picked the other. It was good. And the fourth part of that is model and multiply. So we want every person in Antioch West to go through that cycle of discipleship that they can come from the seek and save to develop and disciple so they become equipped and deployed so that they can in return model and multiply so that someone else comes and seeks and saves to develop and disciple, uh, develop disciple to equip and deploy to model. We want that cycle to be constantly moving in Antioch West. We want that to constantly going. And we want you to know, each individual, to know how that can be applied to your life. What do I need to do to go from seek to save to develop a disciple? What do I need to do from going to, to develop a disciple to equip and deploy? What do I need to do to go from equip and deploy to model and multiply? We don't want that to be arbitrary lines. We want there to be a design-designated System by which you can see your progress And we can help you grow in God Don't we all want to grow in God? I preached about it Seven weeks ago Hebrews 6.1 We can't just keep continuing to build the foundation For the next hundred years We eventually got to start moving forward We want to help you move forward So you're not here five years later Still going Okay what was that thing Acts 2 And it was like 36 or 8 or 7 What was that? We, we need to get to the point where you're growing in God Because we're not trying to make Christians. We are trying to build disciples. We don't want followers of Christ. We want disciples of Christ. And by definition, a disciple is a taught and trained one. So if we're not teaching and we're not training, you can't become a disciple. Coming to church does not make you a disciple. Listen to a preacher doesn't make you a disciple. If you're not being taught and trained, you cannot be a disciple. Well, I don't agree with that. I didn't make the rules. That's book. So that's what we're trying to get to. That's the culture in which we're trying to build. Now, do we have every piece of that? No. Do we have all that mapped out? No. Are we getting there? Sure. Do you have questions? I hope you do have questions. I mean that sincerely. It means you're invested. You're interested. But we're going forward. We're moving forward. So we're going to continue to add to that. One little thing out there I like. I'm just going to throw this out there because I, I've gotten used to just like these little teases. One of the things we want to start to deploy as well is we've got group elders, but there's another level in the Bible that it just is just as important. There's a whole other ministry in the Bible. We've never really truly defined and had an Antioch that really has been developed. It's sort of been sort of, there but unspoken, but never developed. And that's deacons. I don't want to be a deacon. Well, you don't how to be a deacon. So I mean like, ooh, I can't wait to be a deacon. Or a deaconess. Come on. Can I get that on my life? I'm Deacon. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Deacon. How are you good? Hello, Deacon. We have a deacon fellowship. Hello, Deacon. How you doing, deacon? Deacon. Hey Deacon. 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 All the deacons can wear white. All the why? Well, oh, uh, we, oh no, we can't, we're deacons. I, I, I went to church before, they had deacons, and, and, and I didn't like the deacons. Well, sorry for that church. Just because someone applies the Bible wrong doesn't make the Bible wrong. So they, had, they may have deacons that weren't doing what the deacons was to do, but that doesn't mean we can't use the term deacon. we got to use the Bible. I said this, and I'll, I'll stop because uh, Bishop Wright is here tonight, and, and I've asked him to come and, and just share with you his thoughts on where we are. Because I, f- I feel like it's important for you to hear from him. But I said this Thursday, I said this Thursday, and I, I want to say this again. Don't answer this question. Just you can answer it internally. How many of you were going to a church regularly? faithfully, whatever, whatever, that was once a week, every couple of weeks, maybe once a month, but you were going to a church before you came to Antioch. There was people, there were plenty of you in here, right? A lot of you. How many of you, this before you got baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, maybe you were going to another truth church, but I'm, I'm saying outside of baptism in Jesus' name and filling of the Holy Ghost, you were going to a church. How many of you at that point in time in your life, you thought, and rightfully so, but in the context of where you were, you thought you had a relationship with God? Of course. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, according to your revelation, it was a relation with God. How many of you actually read your Bible? Of course. But how many of you had seen stuff in the Bible that you see now? Same Bible, but you were doing it all and didn't see it. But now you're on this side and you see it. But when you try to go back and tell people that are still there, they don't see it. You're like, what's wrong with you? How can you not see it? It's right there. I mean, look at that. It's right there. It's like, you know, we can go to John 3. We can go to Acts 2. We can go to Acts 10. We can go to Acts 16. Look, it's right there. How can you, you can't see it? Oh, it's not in there. Sir. That doesn't make the Bible. So you may not say, well, I don't understand. It's not Bible. I don't see it. I don't understand it. But it doesn't make it any less Bible. The spirit of religious tradition is a powerful, powerful deceiver. And just because you go to Antioch and we have the name apostolic on our side does not mean we're not susceptible to religious tradition. And so what is it? It's our desire not to be just apostolic in our doctrine, to be apostolic in our structure. And we're going there. We're moving there. So, again, let me, let me circle back around and Bishop Wright's going to come. But can I say this really quickly? And that is, there are a ton of questions. Huge amounts of questions, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff floating around. Let me go back to the very beginning. Be patient. Work with us. This thing won't even be fully, fully developed probably until February, March. I mean that sincerely. There's a lot of moving parts, and for me to sit here and try to tell you everything going on would actually make your head pop. But there's a lot of stuff. I know some of you are. It just you got some concerns, you got some questions, you got this going. Oh, I don't know. I, I get it. Be patient. We'll work through it. Come to us. Talk through it. I, come talk to us. Don't spread. Don't go talk to others, unless they can give you the answer. Don't go talk to them. Amen. we need to make sure we're communicating this we want everyone to make sure and and if we have to come to every person individually and talk to you that's what we'll do i understand this this is some of some of this stuff for some of you it just it's it's outside of your comfort zone it's outside of your 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 bubble of of security i get it but but just be patient we're going to get there okay step by step but one more time next sunday night if you have not been contacted by now, most of you in this room should have been contacted. If you have not, I'm asking you before you leave here to see brother Bickley to make sure he's got the master list, to make sure A number 1 you're on the list because if you're not on the list we need to add you to the list, and B make sure that you're assigned and that group leader knows you're in their group. But I just said it. I'm going to make this is my final thing I want to say cuz I'm going to leave you with this you may not want to be in the group you're in. And you know what? That's okay. All we're asking you is for next Sunday. Everybody say next Sunday. Next Sunday. That's it. Not forever, not for the, until Jesus comes. One week, we're asking everyone to go where you were signed the first time only so we can see logistically what we've got. Once that happens... Then we'll work with you to find you a group. Fair? Okay. So next week, go. You might go there. You might say, oh, my God, how soon can we get out of here because I can't stand this. I get it. But don't go tweet it. Don't post it. Don't go give us a zero rating on Facebook just because you're upset. Don't get on Instagram. Talk to us. Because if you Instagram or tweet, I'm going to put this, I'm going to post this on your page. Fair is fair. I'm going to post this on your page. I'm going to have a scroll across the bottom that says, so-and-so was told this October 8th, previous to this post. Because if you're going to sow discord among the body, as the shepherd... They carry a staff. And that's not just to help them walk when they're tired. And I'm not that type of person. But I have a right and an obligation to perfect the flock. And just because you get a little disjointed and you don't like your world getting messed with, have a pity party by yourself. Go home. But you know what? Talk. Share your concerns or your frustrations. We'll work with you. Because we want everyone to be in the place where they feel like God wants them to be. And where you can go to heaven. That's the bigger thing. We want you to be where you can go to heaven. Amen? And we're going to go forward. Praise God. Bishop Wright. Praise God.